two pastors and Tom walk into a bar, but this is no joke. It's the start of a conversation between three friends about culture, God, beer, and more. So pull up a chair, order a pint, and let's get started. Welcome to the Neighborhood Pub and welcome to Pint Glass Preachers. I'm Tom O'Neill. You know what? You should really know this by now. And of course, joining me on The Google is Gabe Casper and Josh Woodrow. Today, we're going to delve into some of the most important topics of our generation. Tonight is Top 5 Night. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Pint Glass Preachers. There's a tear in my beer and I'm crying for you, dear. I Little Hank we were- Williams to get us started? No? I thought we were going to do just like a normal, not weird intro. My wife's told me that that is not a good thing for us to do. And well, tell Muff Muff that I just did it. I will. She's going to be upset. Without she her listens. permission. With, without her permission. She listens. One of the 1,200 people who have downloaded an episode. We can now say thousands. Thousands. Man, it's a good day, guys. It's a good day for us. You know what? I... I agree. We this is, uh, you know, it's not a million listeners or anything like that. But uh, to all of you out there listening, thank you very much. Seriously. Uh, we're going to get this thing rolling. And as usual, what are we drinking tonight? I'm drinking Jonah's Curse rum uh, along with some Coke. It's delicious. I don't think I've ever heard of Jonah's Curse rum. Did you, you know, in your bedroom, Tom? I did. Ooch. I did. It's uh, it, uh Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Perfect. Figured as much. Today, I have got uh, another Real Ale Brewing Company beer uh, straight out of Blanco, Texas. Uh, and this is called Devil's Backbone. It's a Belgian-style triple ale, and it's very delicious. Oh, very nice. Um, I decided to mix things up tonight because uh, I didn't really have any beer at my house. So I decided to introduce all of our listeners to the fact that now in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we have our very own distillery, which hasn't been legally able to exist for over 100 years. Whoa. So I've got a little Chattanooga Whiskey Company 1816, the cask version. It's delightful. Ooh. You know, some of you out there might be wondering, why do we go through this? Why are we telling you what we're drinking? Because, you know, again, this is about us sitting around a uh, a pub table, having a discussion, and... I don't know if you guys do this, but every time I'm out for drinks with friends, we, you know, we're looking through the menu. We're looking at what beers we want to get and what notes are in this beer or what is this new kind of whiskey or things like that. And then when we order it, it's always like, oh, you got to try this. You got to try this. And so we want to we want to to share with you what's going on. And hopefully you'll go out and buy some of this stuff. You'll enjoy it just like we do. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening in your car, don't drink and drive. Thanks for that PSA, that Josh. Good. You know, I do what I can to keep us safe. 
Thank you for doing that. Hey, uh, so we're going to get started going through some top five lists, and then we're going to spend some time uh, going through uh, buy it, sell it, right? That's a thing. You guys that follow sports, I guess, is a thing. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a fun game, okay. which It'll you can't be fun say, because, Gabe, you follow sports, too. By the I, way, Leicester City, can you believe they took on. the freaking Premier League title? those Tottenham, we could man? The Hotspur, man. We couldn't even catch up, but I'm not going to lie. A little bit, of, a little piece of me was rooting for Leicester. I was gonna say, guys, no, nobody in America cares about soccer. Let's move on. Millions okay. care, Tom. Oh, Tom. Millions. Wow. Anyways, I mean, only the rest of the world. The rest of the world. It's really true. It's really true. But hey, uh, we're gonna get into our top fives and uh, give some shout outs to friends of ours who've given us some some great ideas. Uh, but real quick, we're gonna take a break just right off the bat here and uh, listen to some music from our good friend Mark Mueller. He calls it Mountain Man music. He's straight out of Idaho, but going to be moving down to ATX, Austin, Texas. And so give him a listen. We hope you enjoy him. Welcome back, everybody. That was Mark Mueller with his awesome mountain man music. Shout out to his wife, Tracy. I know her, so I can do that. It's not awkward or weird, but all right, here's the deal, guys. We're going to go for the next however long. We're going to start talking about top fives. We're going to do this PTI style if you ever listen to ESPN radio, and we're going to give ourselves five minutes for a majority of these things and then maybe two minutes once we start getting uh, tired of this whole thing. But uh, we got a lot of fun topics, uh, a lot of them given uh, t- given to us by you guys, the listeners. Uh, thanks for doing that. So uh, that's about it. We're going to get moving. And the first thing we're going to do, we're going to start talking about top five rappers of all time. Ooh. Most, most F. Most F has to be on the top five Why? List. Perhaps a most F in common collaboration because they're just smooth. Common. I will agree with you, Are most stuff. His performance on ACL Live on uh, PBS still kind of hands down my favorite performance on ACL Live ever. That's what I'm saying. How, most of kills it every single time. He does. He's soulful, he's deep, and his lyrical content is, I mean, it's just good. How are, it's true. How are we defining this? I mean, just... Because we like him, or is it, be, you know, are we talking about... I think Josh just defined it really good. I, yeah, I think I did. And plus, Tom, you don't even listen to rap or hip-hop. I listen to rap or hip-hop. Whoa. All the time. Don't even say that. Okay, the Beastie Boys do not count as, as rappers. <laughs> the Beastie. Hey, you and I agree on that. The Beast. I hate the Beastie Boys because just because a word rhymes doesn't mean it makes sense. That I really hope they're not listening right dude, now. Dude, I love the Beastie kill, Boys. Kill our vibe. No. Are you kidding me? What how, rappers make up words all the time? Yeah, That's but like the Beastie Boys are just like. You know, I'm going to go for a walk and then I'm going to stir fry you in my walk. And that makes no sense. And it's just because it rhymes and they can't just say every line with the word like in it. Dude. Wow. haters! Uh, I'm pretty sure the word like is a simile is a key component of a simile, which is a poetic device and then therefore necessary in any kind of rhyme. Yeah. Shakespeare would have been all over it. Seriously. And 
Thank you for wasting our time. All We've right. made it to one rapper, Tom, and we're out of time on the top five rappers of all time. No, we're not. Most, we still have three minutes left. We're still moving. All right, next. I get to go. Uh, I'm going to just, I'm going to go big. I'm going to go Jay-Z. Yeah. I think. Ooh, wow. I'm a Nas guy, so we got beef. I like Nas. Nas is great. He could, he's, he's in the, the talks of the top five, but Jay-Z in terms of like the length of his career, the depth of his career, I, you got to love him. Plus the guy's down on his luck right now. I think he needs a vote of confidence from us since Lemonade came out. How is, how is he down on his luck? He, uh, is one of the most well-known rappers of all time. Uh, he he has his own uh, brand of liquor. He's married to Beyonce. Super, Every time he really goes to a basketball, did you not see? Did you not see Lemonade? No. Oh well, that's why. See, and Tom, we're not talking about the drink mix. Thanks, man. You, into a you live water. in Tennessee and listen to nothing but country, so shut your mouth. <laughs> I hate country. I hate country music. I feel like this top five list is turning violent quickly. Tom, Lemonade actually. Was the album Beyonce just released is a visual album, and basically the whole thing is about how Jay Z cheated on her, and she just slams him uh, like again and again. Awesome! We're supposed to be this culturally relevant I know, uh, podcast, I, and Tom hasn't even heard of nor seen Lemonade. Geez. I know. Jeez. Okay, next one. Let's Although go. To spe- hold on, hold on. Okay, to speak fine. to your point, I think the best way to describe the reason why Jay Z deserves to be in the top five, in one word, gravitas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like word. that's a great a great word for his career. I'm gonna. That's real good. I'm gonna throw out uh, Dr. Dre. I mean, yes. the Chronic classic. Chronic classic. is one of the best rap. I mean, one of the best albums, period, of all time. Yeah. He, not only is he one of the best rappers of all time, but he's probably top five producer. Oh yeah. Of all time. And look and look at all the other people that he spawned. I mean, we can. I I mean, I would throw Eminem into this top five too, just for the way yeah. he's. Uh, Changed the rap game be- the way he is still the only relevant white rapper out there. Um, uh, relevant's a loose term. Well, it is, but sorry, Vanilla I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and maybe round out our top five with Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? That's I That think, guy rapped. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Living in an, living in an Amish hey, paradise. Is it, a little shout out to Coolio. I mean. Is it too early for me to say Kendrick Lamar? I no, mean, I was going to say Kendrick Lamar too. Yeah, that's two votes to two votes why? to whatever Tom says. We win. Whoa. He's in the top five. You have thirty seconds. Why Kendrick Lamar? Okay, first Cross- of all, crossover ar- crossover artist who has the lyrical content and the poetic ability and the musicianship and entertainment value. Yep, and he's been here for five minutes, dude. He's put out two best selling albums. Mm-hmm. Like we he's haven't won we Grammys. Have, we he's, we haven't mentioned Snoop Dogg. Uh, yeah, but same thing. When Snoop Dogg first came on the scene, uh, first came on the scene, Dr. Dre introduced him, and no one was like, "Oh, this guy. He's only been here for five minutes. Let's see. Let's let, wait and see how the jury comes out on this guy." No, they were like, "Snoop Dogg is killing it." Like everyone said at the very beginning, he's going to be a game changer for hip hop, and he was. So yep. I'm with Gabe. I'm voting Kendrick Lamar is in that same category. All right, yep. I'm, Kendrick. We might listen Kendrick. to our podcast. We might have named more than five rappers. We don't really care. We like talking about it. We're going to move on. Uh, he's actually a big fan, by the way, Kendrick. Loves Pine Glass Preachers. Well, fantastic. There you go. Kendrick Lamar yeah. listens to our to our podcast. That may or may yeah. not be factual. We're going to move I'm on. I'm pretty sure the next album is going to be called Pine Glass Preachers. <laughs> it is. It is. Let's move on to our top five beers. And now there's going to be a little bit of a an asterisk here. All of us immediately, you the listeners, us are thinking about our favorite local pub craft brew that you can only get in this small town of your small state. And so we're not going to name those because I could list top five uh, beers within five blocks of my house. 
We're going to talk about beers that are readily available at your local grocery store or liquor store. So top five, let's go. Got it. PBR? PBR, naturally. (laughs) Okay, no, but seriously, here's, I like, does this count? I don't know if this is broadly available enough, but for me. Zima does not count. (laughs) Dang it. Zima does not count. Come on. No, for me, the best beer of all time is Spotted Cow New Glarus. I know that's maybe just Midwestern. You can only get that in Wisconsin, though. Can you only get it in Wisconsin? All right, fine. Yeah. Scrap that. Yeah. Fine. Then, you, then, just, you just broke the rule. Fine. Then ignore the it. Ignore it. Ignore it. I'm moving on. Bell's Oberon. Bell's Oberon. Yeah, that, that's a really good beer. It's a great yeah, beer. I, I'm going to say the Bell's, uh, what is that there, uh, Two Hearted is also delicious. So basically just a top five bells here. Bells, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I guess. You know, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, it's a, it's readily available, but little known. Full sale out of somewhere in Oregon because Oregon only has craft breweries apparently. Uh, but full sale IPA is fantastic, but you got to drink it cold. It can't, it, it's got to be really mm. cold. As soon as it gets down into anywhere near like room temperature, it's, it's done. But okay. But ice cold. But does that does that count as a non craft beer? Yeah, it is because you. I mean, I've seen it in multiple states, all over the place. So okay, then I'm gonna throw out there. This might be an obvious choice, but Guinness. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's a classic. Yep, is a great non craft beer. I mean, although they'd like to make us believe that they're a craft beer brewery now. I mean, for all of you beer snobs out there, you're gonna be like, I'm a stout humper, and like you know, Guinness doesn't count anymore. <laughs> 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 What is a stout humper? <laughs> what, what exactly is that? Yeah, it's it's just like it sounds, okay? okay. And so... Okay, and with that, I'm going to have to transition us from the best beers because Tom is becoming more and more inappropriate as, the, as this evening goes on. And uh, why not talk about the top five worst beers? And I'm going to start us off with the one and only beer I've ever poured out into a toilet. Go on. Coors Light. Water beer. The first time someone gave it to me, I took a sip, thought it was disgusting, pretended I had to pee, walked into a restroom, and literally poured it down into the toilet bowl so it sounded like I was peeing, but I was disposing of a disgusting. You know, I'm I'm right there with you. Can we get a three for three, Gabe? Yes, and here's why. You know you can tell Coors Light is terrible because the only way they sell the beer is on how cold it is, which has (laughs) nothing to do with making the beer. Like, it numbs the taste. That's, that's, that's what it does. <laughs> if you just make this, like, frigidly cold, you won't notice how terrible it is. You know, um, you were eating an ice popsicle. I, I don't know if this is cheating, but uh, Bud Light Lime? Yeah, yeah that's terrible. Disgusting. Anytime I, you try and mix, like, a cocktail drink, like, say, a margarita with a beer, it's going to be bad. Yep. Yep. You know, this reminds me, when I was living in Wisconsin, I went to this open gym on Wednesday night, a bunch of guys, a lot of older guys, and afterwards we'd go out for beers, and they'd always go to this pub, and, I mean, bless their heart, great guys, but they would always quit a little earlier than I would. They'd get to the bar, and then I'd walk in, and they'd be like, Tom, we'll buy you a beer, and and they were all drinking Coors Light. And I just... Tom, we already said Coors Light, though. We already said no, Coors Light. No, no, no. You can't double up Coors Light. And, and so it, it was always this cheap beer, always the cheap beer. And I was like, I can't drink that. If you want to buy me a beer, I'll take a Guinness. But I'm sorry that that's going to cost you three times as much as your crappy Coors Light or Keystone Light or 
Bud Keystone. Lime. Yes. <laughs> Natty Ice. Let's just throw that oh. out there. Milwaukee's best. The Beast. Oh, now. Perhaps, though, okay. the worst of the worst, Michelob Ultra. <laughs> they love that in Minnesota. They they can't even sell it in a full-blown can. It's like a mini skinny can. <laughs> it's that bad. You know, now, you know, we've been mentioning my mom, Janet, here uh, on almost every episode. But now you're bringing my dad into this by knocking oh by knocking the, the, the Milwaukee's best. Because, because he does drink that because he's from Milwaukee. And it uh, is not their best. Yeah. <laughs> It is not it their is best. Not their best. Dennis, not even close. So, Dennis, so much you are so Milwaukee's best. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> Father's Day's in two weeks. You should have saved that one, Tom. You know, break it to him early, I guess. Uh, nice. yeah. Happy Father's Day. Um, yeah. uh, we we are we are at the five minute mark for our crappy beer conversation. So I think real we, quick, let me do a shout shout out for crappy beer conversation. Uh, that goes out to our good friend Raylin Pratt. She rocks. Thanks for the suggestion, Raylin. Moving along to a suggestion from my boy Rick Weber. Uh, top five Marvel characters. That's my cousin, bro. Terrible. Sorry, cousin. That's really bad. Uh, why are right, you knocking? Five? Why are you knocking the Marvel characters? Can we do Everyone's Marvel or DC? Can we like decide? Can we like do any superheroes? This is exactly the point. No one was into comic books until the movies started coming out. Now everyone thinks they're a freaking comic book hero, an Avenger, you know, professional and connoisseur of all things comics. That didn't happen over like nobody. Like we didn't grow up reading comic books, so Marvel characters. Okay, I'm reading ones to my kids. I'm like, who are these people? They're making them up. Ultron, the evil robot. Give me a break. I Tom, don't. will you leave the smack down here? Because I, I feel like you probably did read comics. No, actually, I'm not that big of a dork. Um, oh. No, I was never a, I was never a comic book guy. So, like, honestly, after some of these Marvel movies, I have to like go to Google and like, what was, who was this character, or why was this joke funny, or things like that. But I mean, can we just go to the movies and appreciate them? And and I like, let's just base this off of the movies and say who are our favorites or or. You know, who are our top True. five Marvel okay. comics? So let me say characters. this. Based purely on the movies, because I really, yeah, I haven't read the comics either. But far and away, man, Deadpool is like, <laughs> come on. Like, that movie was hilarious. And, yeah. like, his attitude, and he's so B.A. I'm, I'm pro-Deadpool as far as Marvel characters go. Yeah. As much as I was, as much as I was poo-pooing everything, I'm going to toss my hat into the ring here. Top five Marvel characters which I don't know if this person is a Marvel character, but I'm going to go the old school Batman and Robin oh, with okay. the bulged out tights where <laughs> they had the bam, pow, zip, zap, like, you know, cardboard graphics. Um, Josh, that is actually DC Comics. Yeah. Oh, come on. I can't win. I can't win. Stop talking, Josh. Yeah. Uh, although your, po- your point is very valid and that was th- those were very cool. Yep. DC. Okay. I'm muting myself. I'm eliminated from this conversation. Excellent. I'm going to throw out Iron Man, uh, and I'm going to throw out Iron Man. I'm basing this off the movies with Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Hilarious. I love him. Yep. Yep. Sexy goatee, too. (laughs) And he's got a goatee. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Well, you know, the beautiful thing about Marvel characters, too, though, is you can include X-Men in there. And so doing that, dude, Gambit has got to be in there. Like, that guy... 
rocks. Are, got the are cool we talking staff. Taylor Taylor Kitsch Gambit or are we talking mm, Love Me Taylor Kitsch? No, dude, I'm talking like the cartoon from back in like the late '90s. Yeah, because that guy was cool. He was super cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think we. I, I know we just said we had to talk about the movies, but if we're going to talk about Gambit, then we have to completely ignore Taylor Kitsch Gambit because that guy was super lame. Fair enough. He Fair flew. Enough. He flew a plane. That's what he did in that movie. Lame. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. So we Ooh, got. But let's talk Kelsey Grammer Beast while we're talking <laughs> movies. I like me some Kelsey Grammer Beast. Frazier's got nothing on his role as Beast, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I'm gonna throw out uh, Nightcrawler simply because. Yeah. As a small child uh, growing up, and let's be honest, until even 10 seconds ago, I just think teleporting would be the coolest mutant power to have. And so I think Nightcrawler is pretty cool. It would be cool. Unless you get stuck in a wall, which he was always afraid of. Well, that's because he was a wuss. So It's true. It's true. Uh, well, Rick Weber, thank you for the suggestion of the Marvel characters. I'm sorry my friend Josh insulted you. Uh, I'm sorry, Rick. I, I got nothing but love for you. That was that was just uncalled for on my part. It was. It All really right. Was. We, we got to get a little more. Uh, let's bring it serious here. Okay. Uh, we, I, I've had this conversation actually with a lot of people, but given that we have a – well, now it's down to three potential presidential candidates, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and Donald Trump. Nobody likes any of those of those options. So who are five? Well, if, if you're 20 years old, you really like Bernie Sanders yeah, because you took a political y- science class. You barely count as a human being. <laughs> Sorry. And so uh, who, who are five people that we would like to see? It, like, seriously, who would we like to see come in at the last moment and throw their hat in the ring? Do we have to be serious? Because my first one is Kanye, man. I'm excited <laughs> for 2020 already. Like, I'm voting for Yeezus, you know? I uh, I like him a lot. Yeah, that, does, that mean, does that mean Kim comes as the, like, de facto VP? Well, no, no, she'd be first lady. Is, oh, wait, can we have fictional characters? Because, seriously, I want Frank Underwood as president. Like, hands down, Frank Underwood. Yeah. <sighs> Jeez. Okay, fine. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. We'll go serious, Tom. We'll go serious. Let's go for real. Who are five people that you would like to see? And knowing that I am a registered Democrat, I would actually like to see Condi Rice come in at the last moment and say... Wait, you're like on a weird shortened first name basis, Condi? Yeah, because everybody knows who she is. Uh, It's true. I'd like like a comeback from Ross Perot. He had a big cowboy hat, and to me, that says America, power... Supremacy, everything good about our country. America, greatest country in the nation. Um, I, I, you know, I, I am not a libertarian. I will say that much. But I would not mind like Rand Paul or Ron Paul just because I like a guy who's got his like ideals and just sticks to them and, and just goes for it. I think they'd be interesting. I think they'd be a fun sort of shakeup to the country that's not, like, crazy. I always forget who's the son. Is that Rand? Rand. Yeah. I mean, they actually both have really decent ideas. It's just all of us are like, well, we can't vote for you because those ideas are too sane. And, you know, they they get 3% of the vote. Uh, People have been asking for Bloomberg for a long time. Uh, Great independent candidate. I also... 
and this is the funniest thing because I I didn't like him the last two or three times, but doesn't Mitt Romney seem like a much better option than Trump? Like all of a sudden you're thinking that guy's pretty awesome. Well, yeah, but like I'd put you in office ahead of Trump. I mean, like, well, I, yeah, you put anybody. Yeah, so that's I guess, but I still I wouldn't want Romney. I mean, I didn't want him when he ran. I don't want him now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's there's no reason Mitt Romney should ever be in a position of leadership in our country. <laughs> no, no, because he screwed up the Olympics and now he's gonna screw up America. That's we should get one of those Brazilian presidents to run for our presidential campaign. Yeah, because they just then we'd be in then we'd be in real great shape. Yeah, because I they, like it. You know, if they if they're getting ousted from their current government, come on over here. We take plus. I just like listening to Portuguese. It's yeah, and and you know we're a land where immigrants and refugees can come freely without any kind of you know struggle or hardship or opposition. Yeah, I mean that's just who we are. That's just who we are. So bring on the Portuguese. I like it. I like it a lot. Or as my or as my uncle used to say in a terrible joke, pork and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) You're terrible. All right, let's move on from this one for sure. Uh, All right, right, this next one is brought from, uh, I'm going to consider him a friend, even though at one point he said, hey, if you were just a little younger, I think we could be friends. And I think we could be friends because we enjoy talking with each other. Connor Blackshear, uh, you came up with a great suggestion for us. Top five pettiest arguments. And we'll kind of put this in context of between married couples. Uh, oh, I was going to say, because do all of our top five arguments count thus far? Can we put that in? Yeah, the yeah can so we just put the list we've made? Yep. Can we just put the last 30 minutes of this podcast on there? I think we can. Oh, no. We so between married couples. Between married couples, what are the top five pettiest arguments? Oh, flushing the toilet. Hands down has <laughs> to be one of those. Yep. Because like, you don't flush the, the toilet? Deal? Yeah, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down, Tom. Preach, preach. I mean, seriously, like, it's especially like in the morning. Here's here's the pettiest. Did argument. you grow up in you in know? a cave? Like, no. Well, every, everyone's got to pee in the morning. Okay, so now my daughter, my oldest daughter, is convinced of this by my wife. We're like all pee, and then we're all standing in line to pee. So it's like, why do we have to flush in between every single pee? That's right. Save some money. Save every, the environment. Load it up. Save a flush, and just knock it all out at once. That's all I'm saying. I like it. I like it. Toilet flushing is petty. That's yep. all it is. I know Melissa and I have uh, gone back and forth on this one, and it is the old, this is classic, but the old uh, toothpaste tube. I'm a, uh, a squeezer from the bottom, you know, and like, you you know, you roll it up real nice, and she is just full on just like squeeze it straight up in the middle. She doesn't yep, care. Jenny's the same way. And I'm like, yeah. dude, this is just a mess. You're making a mess of the toothpaste. And then they complain about why it's so messy and how it doesn't squeeze out right. Yep. And I'm like, if you would just roll it up nice and tight from yep. the bottom, then you could control the amount of toothpaste coming out, and the squeeze would be – I mean, it's up to you. The yep. squeeze is up to you. That is exactly right. All right, guys, I'm going to help both of your marriages here. Please. And it's going to cost you approximately uh, $3 at the at the beginning of this, but then it evens itself out because you're both using toothpaste, and so it doesn't really matter. Um, buy your own toothpaste, okay? It's really easy. You each have your own tube, and then you can do whatever you want with it. I know. It sounds like poor. It sounds like poor stewardship. Yeah. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? I mean, <laughs> plus, I- no. You just blew. You just blew the theology of the Bible when it talks about the two becoming one flesh. 
That includes yep. toothpaste, Tom. It does. I hate to break it to you. That includes toothpaste. Uh, yeah, because that's what God was thinking about when he uh, when he said that. Exactly. Exactly. What about? I don't know about you guys, but there's a coveted my side of the bed. The floor next to my side of the bed is a coveted space reserved for the clothes that I know are either clean or dirty. Come on. Affectionately, affectionately known as the pile. Come on. I know what's in the pile. I know what's clean in the pile, and I know what's dirty in the pile. Come on. What's what's the big deal about a two-foot by four-foot section of our floor being my personal closet space? I'm with you. I'm with you. That is that is real. That's a real struggle in the Casper home, too. I, th- I think that uh, kind of on the opposite side, I have, uh, out of all the square footage of my house, I have approximately three square feet that is mine. It is the top mm-hmm. of my dresser. And there's a little stand when you come in the door where I put my wallet and my keys and things like that. Those are the two spaces that I just want for me that I want. And it drives me up the wall when like I come home and there is just a pile of crap sitting there from the day. And I was like, why? There is other shelves. There are other countertops. Put it there. This is mm. my spot. Mm. Mm-hmm. That would probably mm-hmm. be a petty argument of ours. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Is that five? Did we hit five? Are we four? I, I don't know, but I feel like if we go any further, we're sleeping on the couch again. So this oh, is true. hands down. The second this comes out and our, and our women and our wives read. Our women. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. Sorry, Sarah I need Baker. to go back and listen to, what was that, episode five? Ladies night. Oh, <laughs> crap. I am so sorry. I am such a patriarchal misogynist. By the way, I've been doing some reading up on mansplaining, for the record. And I think it's silly. I'm just going to say it because... Did we what? Did we ever define that? Can you remind me I what did. that means again? So mansplaining is when a man explains something to a woman in a condescending way as if he knows better. Here's the thing. Honey, the toilet can be left unflushed. Right, right, exactly. Because here's the thing. Sometimes a man might know better than a woman. And actually, that's called equality. Right? And oh, boy. I'm just uh, saying. Okay. And so if she wants to explain something to me that she knows better, that's fine, too. Okay? Like how to bake a pie in the kitchen barefoot. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> how to iron the clothes, oh, put a crease in your, in your khakis, oh, Gabe. Is, it, uh, is that what you're saying? This just turned from a pettiest argument into, like, one of the most divisive arguments ever. We're all going to die. Quick, Ugh. quick. Okay. Go to break. Go to break. <laughs> Move it, move it. No, all right. We're going to move off this topic, though. We're going to go to something a little more uh, gender neutral, if you will. Uh, Mm. Top five things that you would tell your 20-year-old self, which is, for you guys, like something you would tell each other yesterday. But, um, you know, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Go. Tom, can you remember your 20s? Is this even a fair (laughs) question for you? Seriously. Barely, just barely. And the number one thing I would tell myself is get all the money you possibly have and invest in Google. Mm. Uh, number okay, that's one. Fair. That's like a, a legit one. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was actually thinking not quite the same lines, and I was going to tell my 20 year old self eat way more breakfast burritos. Even though you ate a lot of them, <laughs> eat 10 times as many because. Those breakfast burritos from the Concordia Irvine cafeteria, they just cannot mm, be replicated. Wow. I didn't know. I'm just saying. I didn't know. They were good. I think... Especially after a, an early morning surf session, I mean, nothing beat I'm going to go a little bit more... Uh, mm, 
serious, I guess. And that would honestly be, I suppose, the opposite of eating more breakfast burritos. And that would be like, take care of your health a little bit more. Like, I smoked when I was... Jump, jump on the Yeah, the I mean, salads. I smoked when I was 20. I didn't work out at all. Like, I, I drank. Like, it was not good. And, and I'm not, like, paying major prices now. But I would just say, you know, you're not going to ever be as physically fit, most likely, as you are when you're 20. And so if when you're 20, you were like me, and you smoked a pack of cigs a day, and, like, drank beer and ate fast food all the time... You're just going to end up looking like crap like I do. And there's just, you know, you're just in trouble. But isn't that amazing, though, that when you're 20 and you are smoking and drinking and eating crap every day, that you still look awesome yes. and can still be like, oh, I'm going to rip off a five and a half minute mile. No big deal. Me. I know. It's not right. I was going to say, because I like, yeah, I mean, those breakfast burritos, case in point, like, I don't know. We would go to In-N-Out and back then you could order as many patties as you wanted. There wasn't just the wow. double double. Oh, yeah, we used to have competitions on who could eat with like a 16 by 16. Are you serious? Yeah, it always ended in so, vomit though. So it wasn't a good it Well, a good we used thing. to do this thing because, you know, I didn't grow up near in and outs. I do. I live by them now, which is wonderful. But growing up, we would, or in college, we'd go to Wendy's and we'd do what we'd call the Sace Burger, where we'd go in and we'd say, hey, you know the classic triple? Double it. And, uh, and then we do we do six patties and feel quite ill. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was. It was. But, you know, it's fun. Gosh. You know what else I would tell myself in the 20, in my 20s? That I would once again remind myself that high school was the worst years of my life, not the best Preach. ones and Preach. never to want to go back. That is the truth. Yeah, and although I didn't I didn't I didn't tell myself that they were the best years, but I would just remind myself that to look with scorn upon anyone who said that high school is the best years of their life. Yeah, maybe start a nonprofit that specifically goes and talks to high schoolers about this is not the best time of your life. <laughs> Dude, that's a great idea. Like those drunk driving ones before prom. Yeah. You know, where they like bring out the jaws of life, but this one just, it'll be called reality check. <coughs> 501c3 reality check. Could we start that? Oh, who, I mean, who's in? you know, speak, who's down? speaking of prom in, uh, you know, this is our 20 year old self, maybe not our 17 year old self, but, you know, maybe. I think we maybe all have that experience of like, hey, don't go out with that girl or, yeah, you yeah. know, don't, don't. It's always a possibility. It's true. Fair enough, Tom. Fair enough. Uh, if you're anything like me, then you ate a ton of cereal yes. in your 20s and earlier. That was like a staple for me in the cafeteria. So can I, I guess, throw this one out there? Top five cereals of all time. Can we just put Lucky Charms Even as number one? Even ones that have been discontinued. Wait, what did you Lucky say? Lucky Charms, number one? It is hard to argue against no, that. No, Lucky Charms are awesome, Josh. Are you... Dude, are you... Okay, they're, they're good, but let me ask if you remember this one. Rice Krispies. I knew you were going to say it, cereal. and you're exactly right. No, I no, did, you didn't. I did. How did you no, know honestly. I Jenny says the same thing to me all no. the time. Before I open my mouth, she, I knew you were going to say that. I'm like, no, no because way. that There's is no the way. best. You're right. No, literally, as soon as I said Lucky Charms, I was it like, wait, the there is one better. No, you're exactly right. That is yep. the best cereal Rice of all Christmas time. Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Yep. You know what? I don't need, I'm, I'm canceling the other four. There's no need to even discuss the other four. <laughs> I think we're in agreement. Rice Krispie Treat cereal. And, and I don't know why they stopped making it. I don't know why. Because the other 99% of the community, of American community, thought it was gross? Dude. Okay, who doesn't want to dip a Rice Krispie Treat in Come milk? That's on. what I'm asking. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. Tom, so no one cares what you're no, saying. No. So that that's that's one. Very close. No, that's the only. That's the only. That's one. one. That is the that's only one. That's one A. Lucky Charms. One B. We still need two, three, four, and five. And I'm gonna. No, we don't. I'm gonna put we're no because we're moving to the top five reasons now why Tom should no longer be on the podcast. No, 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 no. And I'm no, saying no. this Lucky no, no. Charm railroading is gonna be one. Reason. <laughs> no, shut up. We're going back to cereals <laughs> because Golden Grams needs a shout out. Frosted Flakes needs a shout out. Uh, Here's one. Cinnamon. Here's one. Crunch. Honey bunches of oats. Oh, that was disgusting. So good, That was the worst. No, especially once they get a little yep. soggy and they start yep. to compact, you get, like, the best bite. Oh, yeah, bite. that's the thing. Oh, There's no absolutely. such thing as a bad bite with honey bunches of oats. It is a win-win-win. Oh, win. Is Grape Nuts number four on your list? I actually do enjoy some Grape Nuts. Uh, Thank you very much. That's be- You are getting old. <laughs> that's a sign of getting you know old. I like, I like special K yes. strawberries. For some reason, those dehydrated strawberries, I'm, yeah. I'm into those. Hey, Josh, we just had that together in Virginia. Yeah, you were the one eating six bowls of Lucky Charms, and I had two bowls of fiber-filled Special K with strawberries. Uh, how, how, well, and my colon thanked me later. Say, that's, how that's did the how fiber that treat you? Good. That's how good, that went. Good. Glad to hear it. Dude, what about, what about, okay, I don't know about you guys. This may be sharing too much of my intimate self with you, but Captain Crunch was a classic of mine. However, oh. when I was younger, I would pour a bowl of Captain Crunch and then, like, go get dressed and get ready for school and come back and intentionally let it become soggy so it didn't destroy my <laughs> Dude, mouth like a thousand right? saw blades. Like, you eat one bite of Captain Crunch and, like, those freaking corners of those squares just jab you. For yeah, three days. It just like hurts bleeding. so Like, much. the school nurse is like, why are you bleeding out of your mouth? Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah. No, so true. Herpes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Okay. Di- All right. Different experience uh, Gabe, in rural um, Minnesota. Yeah, this is that's that's reason number two why Tom should no longer yeah, be part of the podcast. He's racking them up for us. He's racking them up for us. Inappropriate sexual diseases. No doubt. Hey, uh, we don't have this uh, on our our show notes, but I want to do it. This one goes out to our boy Minor Baker, who uh, his lovely wife Sarah was on our ladies' night episode, and he gave me some. Yo, hey, yo, Sarah yo. Baker. Uh, he gave me some. Great ones, uh, but one I liked was top five. Uh, we are Lutherans by background, and uh, a celebrated tradition in, in Lutheran dumb is uh, the potluck. So, top five potluck dishes. What do you guys think? None. Potluck should be canceled. Oh yeah, you're you're California Gosh. Lutheran. You guys probably didn't even do potluck unless it was like we all brought. My mom, no such thing as California Lutheran. My mother, my mother instilled in me a healthy healthy fear of potlucks. Why? Because you don't dude, know what's whatever. in those dishes. And all of my... Ex- what? Dude, all of my experiences in the Midwest at potlucks is there's like some weird tray of some monotone colored, like monochromatic colored uh, dish that you're just... You're like... Slop it on. Uh, what, what exactly slop it on, Josh. Yeah. Ex- pile it up. Point, point in case. Case in point. Case in point. I'm just not sure what you have against tater tots, yep. meat... And some minor vegetables. Like, what's wrong with? If you're referring, if you are referring to tater tot casserole, which I think you are, that is precisely the point. There are so much, so many other things that you can make that doesn't involve the word casserole. Oh. So why don't we ever bring those? I'm sorry, home? Josh. I didn't realize how hoity-toity uh-huh. you were, and that you only eat oh, at five-star in restaurants. In California, oh, we don't we yeah. don't drink we don't eat casseroles or, or hot dish. Or I only drink Voss bottled mm, water. Yes. Yeah, and then trying to hide casseroles under the guise of the term hot dish 
doesn't make it any better. Wait, what? Okay, so I've never really, like, differentiated between hot dish and casserole. Do you have some, like, weird, like, definition that really separates the two? It's just throwing crap in a pan and cooking it. Yeah, that doesn't sound appetizing to me. So, but I will say this. Thank you. Thank you to all of you people. Here's my number one. Thank you to all of you out there who brought the fried chicken. The KFC bucket. <laughs> I do love that person. I do love that. Because we forgot it was potluck oh, this only Sunday. One, there's only one, and you got to get in line quick. Otherwise, you miss it's like, the fried chicken. Oh, crap, honey. We forgot it was potluck Sunday. Let's go grab the fried chicken. But everyone loves you. Everyone loves you. All right, hey, I'm doing another one. I'm they keeping do. it going. Uh, my lovely wife, Melissa Casper, uh, uh, just beautiful as she is intelligent, uh, suggested top five uh, worst contemporary Christian songs of all time. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead this one off. Uh, it, I don't know if this counts as contemporary. It's not in the hymnal. for So for all of you... Uh, well, I'm just going to say it for all of you Fort Wayne grads and uh, <laughs> and and President Harrison. Uh, the Lamb, I absolutely the lamb, I detest. The Lamb, the Lamb, the Sacrifice. Hey, I made a definitive Again. list. Are you guys ready? Let me just hit yeah, it. Yeah, let's hear it. Wait, can I hold on? Can I throw on there? Jesus, you are my best friend. Anyone? No. <laughs> I don't know. Are you kidding me? Someone Google that. Whoever's listening right now, literally Google it. It'll <laughs> Sounds awesome. In a, in, a, in a bad way. Sounds awesome. <laughs> All right, here's my top five. Uh, I can only imagine. I can only, I can only imagine, imagine. Is number five. Number four. Plus that. that dude's El Shaddai. El Shaddai. <laughs> uh, Although that is well, one that we love, Gabe. We love to classic. sing it ironically. Um, number three. Shout to the Lord. All the earth, let us sing, power and majesty. Yeah. To the north. No, that's coming up. That's coming up. No, 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 that's no, no, no. To the north. That's different. Yeah. So then. Oh, that's a different. That, wait, yeah, that's bro. That's a different song. Yeah. Which is why we'll get to it. Number two, thy word. Thy word oh, is a lamp to my feet. <laughs> wait, I, I love how we're singing these as if no one has. Well, ever just making them. sure everyone knows. <laughs> but then my number one, Josh, which you ruined, thank you, uh, is "Shout to the North" because not only is it a bad song, but clearly ripping off another bad song. Uh, so, "Shout to the North," <laughs> men of faith, rise up and sing. Our- yeah, it, you know it's super sexist too. It is incredibly well, sexist. No, really. second verse is yeah, women. You do the men and the women. Wait, Separate but the, equal. That now never I get got it. Trouble. Women are wait, on the but, second verse and not the but first. The women, wait, the women are not women of faith? It's only the men who no, are women. No, what are the women? Faith? What does it say? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Does, does, nobody cares. It's, it's that bad. Okay. All right. Um, hey, here's one that Tom and I, uh, well, although we flew separately, perhaps experienced simultaneously, was. There's always those airline experiences, whether in the airport or on the actual airplane, that you're just sitting there thinking, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. And, you know, I think we can all agree that it's when the person in the seat in front of you decides to fall. <laughs> Dude, you know what, though? Because <laughs> everyone, everyone pretends like, oh, no one will know it's me because the seat quiets it. You know, the airplane noise hides it. But, like, someone behind you is getting drilled. <laughs> just, I don't know, man. Having been that guy, that's one of my favorite airline experiences. Because I just blame it on, you know, you can blame it on whoever you want. 
It's awesome. I, I liked it when our kids were younger. I oh, for sure. Them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, your diaper is so stinky. Yep. And then Jenny would look at me and be like, oh, wait, she pooped? No, like, no, no, oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> wait, so we're doing top five worst airline experiences. Josh, you said the guy in front of yep. you farting. Or gal. Or gal. Yep. You know. Or gal. I'm, I'm going to go with, no, this is an experience that was had, and I'm not sure it, it, it was the worst because it was rather entertaining to me, but this involves Gabe. Uh, Gabe and Melissa came and visited us, and we, uh, I picked him up at the airport, and so I drive into the, the pickup lane, and uh, I see them. I pull in. Uh, I hop out. It's a, it's a quick bro hug to Gabe. It's a quick hug to Melissa, high five to their kids. And uh, Gabe and I, like menly men that we are, we grab the, we grab the, uh, the bags and we put them in the trunk. And uh, Melissa is putting uh, Lila in, in the seat. And then Gabe grabs his, his young son goes into my van, uh, puts Titus in the seat, and uh, I'm just kind of, now I have nothing to do, so I'm just kind of standing next to the van. It sounds like a very normal airline experience. Yeah, yeah. So, so far, I'm not sure where we're headed. <coughs> so far, we are at, at like a minute and a half that from the time my car has stopped to where we are right now. And all of a sudden, I get this incessant honking from behind us. And there's a guy in like a Mercedes Benz, and from behind the wheel, he's giving me this like hand gesture of like, come on, what's going on? Hurry up. And I know that he's in his car. I know that he probably can't hear me. And so I decide to very loudly and very demonstratively, uh, tell him what is going on, give him a play by play. And I'm like, Gabe is putting his small child in the seat. He has to buckle him up. And I'm like pantomiming, the action of buckling up a child. I was like, give me 30 seconds. It'll just be a minute, you know? And like we were from stopping the vehicle to actually leaving. It was all of two and a half minutes, which I believe is a totally acceptable time for picking up your friends with a lot of luggage and small children, but this guy and some children, but apparently this guy thought that under 30 seconds needs to be the tops. And so I thought that guy was a D bag and also, totally inappropriate you know that's actually a really good point because that's sort of like the observation of a worst airline experience what about like when you find yourself being that person that got screwed by an airline either by like they canceled your ticket or like for example when jenny and i went on our vacation from hell we check in at the airport it wouldn't let us check in online and next thing you know our seats aren't even together even though we booked our tickets together we show up at the airport like three hours early and they say oh, you're in different rows, separated by like five different seats and five different people. And you don't want to be yep. that guy that becomes irate or complaining with, this, with the ticketing agent. But at the same time, you sort of feel like, I don't want to be screwed here, so I need yep. to be that guy. So, I don't know, either being that guy, that person who is yelling in front of everybody else and everyone's like, Ooh, oh, man. There's that guy. <laughs> They're a terrible human being. Or witnessing that. I'm not sure which one's worse. Which makes me think of another thing, another bad airline experience. Do you guys ever have it, like, I feel like every flight attendant hates me. And, like, I am, like, the nicest person ever because I, like, I understand their job's probably not that great. I mean, although it's really hard to get that job and you get to travel for free, so there's a lot of perks to it. But I understand they probably got to deal with jerks a lot. But, like, I'm always like, oh, thank you for the drink. And they just glare at me. Or I'll be like, oh, thank you for the peanuts. And it's like, why would you say that? And so I, I don't... 
See, that's, that, that's so interesting because I've never had a beef with a. Maybe they just hate ever. me. Maybe they just hate me. I don't know. I Maybe actually on my way. Like on my way back from Virginia, I got free drinks because I, I had a free coupon. I gave it to her for my first one. She's like, "Great!" And then she comes back. I was like, "Yeah, I'll do twosies." And I had another coupon, and she's like, "Don't even worry about it." Wow. So I have the exact opposite experience than you. I guess it's just me. I guess it's just yeah. Me. I think it is you. Right. Maybe it's your face. It probably is. It 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 brings a lot of negativity in my life. I know this is a podcast, guys, but uh, you know, if you were to see Gabe's face, well, I mean, it's a podcast really. and not a video cast. You know what I mean? Has <laughs> that got a face for radio? Should we? Because we'd have only like wish- thirty listeners if this was mm-hmm. a video cast. Yep, they would be scared off. However, let me conclude us with our top five list for the night. Since we are a podcast of two pastors and Tom, how about the top five most awkward Sunday morning encounters? Mm. Oh, man. Mm. I, Let's think about that. I even have I a couple of like these. these well, all right. So- well, Tom, you're, you're okay. I mean, you attend worship on a Sunday morning, so you're allowed to have a Sunday morning encounter. I wasn't just simply saying this is only for pastors. Yeah, I remember... Uh, I mean, just on a sheer awkwardness, I remember me and my brother were both back from college one time, and we're my dad's a pastor, so we're back, and everyone's, like, coming up to us and pawing us. I'm like, oh, the O'Neill boys are back! You know, and this one super old lady, like, 95 years old, she comes back and she's like, we're so proud of you guys going to college. You're, you're soaring like eagles, soaring like <laughs> eagles! Which I thought was really hilarious, but... You know, I try to make some small talk. I'm trying to extricate ourselves because worship service was 1030 to 1130, but it was communion and a baptism and it was really long. And the Vikings started at 12 and both me and my brother wanted to get back to that. (laughs) And I am trying to extricate ourselves from this conversation so that we can like bolt, but, but being very nice about it. And my brother just looks at me. He's like, we need to go. The Vikings start. And he just walks off. (laughs) Awesome. I'm like, Gabe, what about what about you, Gabe? What's what's one of your most awkward Sunday morning encounters as pastor of Axe Church Lander? So I'm not going to do any for Max, uh, but well, maybe I'll do one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I probably won't. But but when I was in seminary school, um, I was doing field work at a church and uh, I showed up. And as you guys know, and our listeners, many of them may know, but some of them may not. I have uh, gauges or plugs or whatever, uh, spacers, whatever you want to call them, size double zero. And uh, I show up to my fieldwork church with them in, and uh, I was, like, serving communion that Sunday, and so I'm, like, got the robe on, the dress, and and getting ready to do that. And this old dude comes up to me, and uh, he goes, uh, so you're in seminary? And I was like, yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, you're going to have to take those earrings out if you want to graduate. And uh, and I said, oh, uh, so do you work for the seminary? And uh, he said, no. And I was like, all right. Well, nice to meet you. And I just walked away from him, and uh, and it was real, <laughs> real uncomfortable because he was being a tool. Well, to to keep in line with the appearance uh, awkwardness, when I was at seminary school and also field working in a small little church in central South Central Illinois, uh, I had long hair from when, you know, I was surfing and eating breakfast burritos uh, out in Southern California. And I showed up to church in this very conservative and same thing, had my collar on, the robe and everything. And after church one day, 
Uh, we had a lot of former, or I should just say veterans, I guess, a lot of veterans. And this one guy comes up to me, and he goes, oh, see, you got long hair. I was like, uh, yeah. And he goes, you look like a girl. <laughs> awesome. Oh, dude, actually, so not, that reminds me. Not to, this me- is not, a, not to mention every picture of Jesus <laughs> has him with long hair. Not one picture of Jesus yeah. with a crop top. <laughs> okay, just because I want to be Christ-like doesn't mean all of a sudden that I'm, you know, yeah. gender hopping. Dude, so this reminds me, this is not a Sunday morning experience, but this is related to church and worship. Uh, the first wedding I ever did was a destination wedding. And, uh, and so I get there like the Friday night before the wedding and uh, I'm meeting people and hanging out. And like one of the groomsmen was the, the cousin of the groom. And, uh, and so he takes me to meet his dad, who's the uncle of the groom. And he's just like, oh, hey, dad, you got to meet the pastor. This is the pastor. Uh, this is Pastor Gabe. And, and the guy looks at me. He won't shake my hand. I extend my hand. He pulls his hand away. And he goes, you're not seriously the pastor, are you? <laughs> and yes. I said, yeah, I am. And, and he oh, literally, I kid yes. you not, he goes, he goes, no, no, like just like that. He goes, I know what you people are like. I was like, what are you talking about? So anyways, he did not, was not happy about it. So the next day I threw the collar on and uh, like just brought the authority and uh, he straightened up, shook my hand afterwards. So anyways, dude, what? What about those times when you get cornered? You know what I mean? Like church just gets out and that mm-hmm. person, male or female, corners you and literally monopolizes your entire existence for like an hour and Dude. a half. That is the w- most awkward thing because you know what happens? Every other member of that congregation walks by you and gives you either a look of pity or they're laughing at you because they didn't get stuck talking to that person. You know what I mean? But there's only one in the congregation and everybody yep. knows them, but only one person gets stuck. Every Sunday. Not at Axe Church, Leander. Uh, You're all a joy to talk to. Go on, Tom. Uh, all right, you guys are the worst. All right, Shameless. we're going to take a break. We're going to go back and listen to a little bit of Mark Mueller a little bit more. And when we come back, we're going to we're gonna have some uh, deep topical discussion. And we're going to play a little game called Buy Sell. We'll see you soon. Well, we are back once again. That was Mark Mueller. Uh, you can check him out on iTunes, on uh, Spotify, whatever you want, whatever your listening pleasure is. Uh, he is on there and uh, just an incredibly talented guy, as you can tell. Uh, so we're going to move into uh, some serious discussions and then we're going to head into some buy-sell. So our first discussion uh, comes to us from uh, Aunt Julie. Uh, Julie Duquesne, straight out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. She's a, a great listener, great supporter of Pine Glass Preachers. And uh, she wrote into us and said, hey, Hershey's Crackle versus Nestle Crunch. Which do you prefer? And also, why is Hershey, Cra- Hershey Crackle only available in fun size? Yeah, I was going to say that because I've only ever had a Nestle Crunch in a yeah. full-size candy bar. And Hershey Crackle only makes an appearance at Halloween. Also true. What about Mr. Goodbar? Have you ever seen a full-size Mr. Goodbar? No. Nope, but I love I those Mr. Goodbar. Yeah, so lights. Hershey Crackle versus Nestle Crunch, I pick Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not the question. I think Nestle Crunch wins out every time, doesn't it? Yeah, Nestle. Yeah, yeah Nestle for Crunch. sure. I mean, what had Shaq endorse it? Endorse it back in the day. Well, that's that's reason enough. Well, it is. It is. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, this next one, uh, we all know Tom's answer. So the great mystery will come between Gabe and I: Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh my goodness! I won't lie to you. I grew up more on Star Trek than I did Star Wars. Yeah, Gabe. Yes, mm, yes. Mm, in your mm, face, Tom. Mm, in mm. your face. I'm dubstepping right now. Boom. Not true. But which one, Gabe? Next Generation? Like, I watched almost every episode of that, but I'm more of a Star Trek Voyager fan <laughs> while also retaining the original VHS Star Treks with William Shatner. So I was going to say, original Star Trek, is that was like my dad's jam. Like, I grew up Trouble with Tribbles, like Mr. Spock. <laughs> like, that was my jam. So I, I'm original Star Trek, and I will say, I like the reboots of the, the new Star Trek movies. I think they've been really good. And yeah. uh, and so forth. They're great. Un- unlike all stories. We got a new one coming up this year, don't we? We should. It's been a while. Yeah, I think we do. Like I'm in a like I love Star Trek. I'm right there with you. I've seen every TNG episode possible. Watched all the No one who likes Star Trek calls it TNG. Yeah. So. so like it's it's great. I think this is a this is a half and half. I just roll Star Wars. It's much more in depth. I do. Hey, can I ask you, Tom? This is okay. probably not good for the podcast, but I don't care. Uh, Titus has been uh, watching Star Wars Clone Wars recently. The cartoon. The cartoon. How do yeah. you feel about that? Actually, I think uh, if you watch the in- there's like six seasons of it. I think if you watch it through the writing, the character development, and and just the acting, if you will, is actually pretty phenomenal it's it's good storytelling and so if you like star wars i I would actually watch through it it's fantastic all right i've watched the first season each episode probably 800 times because that's what (laughs) three-year-olds do but i've watched no other episodes yet but uh first season pretty good start watching i mean once you get through you start really Uh, caring about some of the characters and mm. it's pretty decent Good to know. Let's move on. Let's move on. We're going to move on to a game called Buy Sell. Uh, So what we're going to do is we're going to give you some topics, and then we're going to say buy or sell and maybe give a reason for it. And buy being, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I want to move forward with it. Yes, I think this is going to be it. And sell. No, I don't think I like this. No, it's not going to be relevant or whatever it happens to be. So the first one I'm going to put out there because I just watched this last night. I watched The Revenant starring uh, Leo uh, DiCaprio and of which he won Best Actor finally. And he did a good job, although he only spoke five lines. Uh, But his best film of the year. Mm, I'm selling on it because I've seen National Geographic and that's basically what the movie was. Funny you should mention that, Tom, while I was dying with the flu last week. Uh, I also watched The Revenant and felt the exact same way. I thought it was a good movie. I'm not sure why he won Best Actor for that film. Like, it was fine. He did good. But no, think, but b- because he's, he showed pain and anguish It was kind of really like, yeah, well. I can act like I got mauled by a bear, too. I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't that moved. But it was fine. You're right. And I've seen National Geographic, so it's nothing to write home about. I agree. I'm selling it. Yep. All right. Sell. Next one. Michael W. Smith. Best Christian artist of all time. 
Mm, I'm going to sell because Stephen Curtis Chapman is still out there. Whoa. I'm going to sell because Audio Adrenaline <laughs> had more members. I'm going to sell because uh, you ever heard of a little guy named Bach? I think his work is a little bit more uh, enduring than, than oh, uh, Michael W. Smith. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, speaking of ridiculousness, how about the Summer Olympics? Buy or sell that they'll, one, actually happen, or two, everyone doesn't get Zika. <laughs> or, or die of some horrific disease that hasn't even been thought of or figured out yet from the waters. It's true. It's exactly. True. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell the Summer Olympics. I don't think they're going to be good because I don't think half the Olympians are actually going to show up. Is, uh, is Michael Phelps swimming again? He is not. No, he's he's too high. <laughs> I, yeah, well, then I have no reason to watch. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to buy. I think they're going to happen. I think they're going to be fine. No one is going to get Zika. We're all just going to chill out. Mm. They're, okay. they're literally swimming in feces. Dude, it's fine. Like like that, you haven't. We all have. <laughs> what do you think happens in pools? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, little kids pee and poop in pools all, all the, time. the time. My kids do. Mm-hmm. I encourage yep. them to do it, but 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 have two two point five million people or ten million people pooped and peed in the same small pool. All right, moving along. Okay, Tom, you're just being ridiculous now. I'm yeah, moving Gabe, us along. Please move us along. Buy, sell Christian T-shirts. Sell them all day long and then burn Whoa. them. Tom. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the sell on those. I I, I just think they're. I don't know. I don't think they're doing what they think they're doing. However, I will say that I owned quite a few when I was in, I don't know, junior high. Like the ones pierced for our Ooh, transgressions. Yes. And it was just like a Dude, cross. Dude, my favorite one, one. My brother had uh, on the front, it's like instead of, the, instead of Gold's Gym, it said the Lord's Gym. That's right. And then on yep, the back, I remember that it was one, like for sure. it was a little sacrilege, but it had Jesus on a cross. And it would say, bench press this. That was my favorite. <laughs> See, and, and, and I think that's the reason why I don't like them is I, like it never came out with something original. All Christian T-shirts were just borrowing. Wait a second, Tom. Hold <laughs> on. I had a Christian T-shirt, and on the front of it, it said, body piercing saved my life. And then on the back, dude. Dude, I had that one, too. I had that one, too. That was, a, that was the best one. Oh, so good. So, yeah, so good. Uh, well, maybe, okay, fair enough. How about this? Let me just throw this in the mix. Sarah Palin making a late presidential run. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah, I don't think, no, she won't. But I do think she could go VP for Donald. Yeah, that would make him more legitimate, right? No, but they'd just be crazy together. Said Tom (laughs) sarcastically. Yeah, sell that. I, I, I am... I'm of the opinion that Sarah Palin is maybe the second or third worst person on this on this planet. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. And it's wow. not it's not okay. just because of her her awful politics. It's just the way that she it's the way that she decides to come in and spew her opinion. It always comes off as uneducated. Okay. Tom, your rhetoric is just out of control yeah. right now. Well, I say what I think. You do. You do. Before we get angry at each other, let me move us on to this. 
How about pants as the best pajama option? This is option? a very important question. I am buying. I am buying, buying, buying. Here's the deal, man. Here's no, the deal. No way. Listen, listen no to me. Way. What happens to me is if I don't wear pajama pants to bed, if I wear like just shorts or boxers, my legs get so cold and I'm uncomfortable and like they're never fully warm enough the whole night. So I'm full. Pants are the best pajama option. That's because you have a frail no, body say, and you are weak. Yeah. Wow. That is extremely true. Uh, I'm going to say pirate pants. So I'm going to change it just a little bit. And that is when you take pajama pants and cut them into shorts so that they're frayed and look like what a pirate would wear. So I'm going to buy pirate pants but sell on actual pants. Fair enough. And I'm just going to say, you know, you know, do you even need pants? Is that the question? It is. All right. Now for an appropriate one. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Buy or sell? Buy. I'm buying that too. I don't even get to beer. If you're starting with liquor, why change? I, mean, I would I actually agree. I would buy that, but is there a point? This is just a hypothetical question, one of which I've never experienced. Does there come a point when you drink a boatload of liquor, have a boatload of beers, and you're not in the clear? That is true. And I guess I don't know that I've been there either, like where it's like been so much of both that it like doesn't really matter. But one would think that that exists, right? I but let's imagine. say generally speaking, like if you had like two GNTs and a beer, I'd say you're in the clear. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I think that's legit. All right. How about this one? Transgender <sighs> bathrooms. Buy or sell it. I just took us to a whole nother Bro. level. Your I think this is something we need to talk about in another Pine Class Preachers episode. That is very true. Dude, I don't even, yeah, I can't, I can't okay, yet. Okay, fine. I can't, I won't buy or sell yet. Fine, 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 fine. Really? Cool. You, not even, a, not even a, 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 a hot take, if you will? Dude, here's the deal. Go on. I'm going to sell it. Go, Josh. Fine, go. fine. I'm going to sell it. I'm, I'm going to okay, sell go. it. Why? Well, because I, as a matter of fact, um, I'm part of an activist coalition that we're trying to form here in Chattanooga that we talk about uh, power, and honestly, if less than 5% of our population can gain enough power to legislate law, that seems like a fundamental issue with mm. Interesting. So that's that's sort of where I come from on this. So you so don't think no. minorities should have voices? I don't think... Yeah, exactly. I don't think minorities should have voices at Whoa. all. That's exactly well, what let, I'm let's just, So thanks for reading my let's mind, Let's take Dave. that little... Yep. That little piece there. Minorities shouldn't have voices. And let's just let, let's put that yep. as our our slogan for Pine Class Preachers. Th- yeah, thanks, Gabe. That's exactly I think that's what I was trying to say. The platform exactly Trump's running in. So that's good. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, before well, we get ourselves. I get what you're saying, Josh. I get what you're saying. It's tough, man. I don't know yet. But we'll let's, let's do an episode on it. It's, it's too big a topic for me to do a hot take. I can't even do a hot take. You know what? I For those Fair of enough. you listening, I. Uh, why don't you go to Facebook? Why don't you go to Twitter or anything like that? Weigh in. Should we discuss transgender bathrooms and the entire issue for an episode? We'd love to hear what you have to say. But we're going to move on to something, I think, a little bit more important, if you will, in society. Uh, Home Depot, better than Lowe's. And uh, for those of us up north, Menards. Ooh. Who's better? Actually, Ooh. Menards wins for I, sure. I, I take Menards. Yeah. I take Menards. No doubt. Actually. No doubt. 
That's a that's a great point. Um, well, everyone, thanks for joining us. And the last question to you would be: buy or sell pint glass preachers from here on out, considering the absolute mundaneness of our most re- recent episode, this one. So you can choose to buy or sell it later. But for now, let's listen to another little track from our friend Mark. Morning is breaking out. These chains we thought we had it all figured out. But the feeling's falling like the leaves in a change of season. And broad Saturday and floor, our hearts are open. Well, everyone, once again, that was Mark Mueller. Be sure to check him out. He's a good friend of the pod and uh, a good guy, and his music is clearly rocking. So be sure to check that out. Hey, a few quick shout-outs on our way out the door today. Uh, Axe Church Leander, the greatest church in the history of the world. If you live in the Austin area, we'd love to see you around our parts. Uh, the top five oil, oil moguls in the entire state of Texas go to this church. Man, I wish that was true. Uh, Bridge City Community in Chattanooga, Tennessee. If you live in that area, be sure to check them out. They're a diverse community of people. And they have the top five sketchiest situations for a pastor to participate in. In fact, it's just true. Check out Josh's blog if you want to find out more about that. All sorts of crazy things going on there. Uh, And then Second Harvest, the organization Tom works for, uh, working to feed the hungry in the great state of Minnesota. And Second Harvest is really the top five reasons why Tom needs your subscriptions to Pint Glass Preachers. It's the only way his children will be fed. Uh, and Yeah, so, no, no, no. So on that, you've heard it from us before. We'd love for you to subscribe. We'd love for you to support us. Check us out, www.pintglasspreachers.com. And let me throw a few more shout-outs to some individuals. Uh, once again, to Minor Baker, to my wife, Melissa, to my brother, Jake Casper, Julie Duquesne, Derek Duquesne, Andy Prinsati, Raylan Prack, and Rick Weber and Pearson Flieger. Thanks so much for participating in this with us. Last call. Hey, next week on Pine Glass Preachers, we are going to be talking about a work-life balance with a special guest, the Dickerhoff. I won't tell you who he is or what he brings to the table, but trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. In the meantime, feel free to check us up on uh, Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, LinkedIn, anywhere else. Ask some questions, perhaps suggest some topics on what we should explore in the next few weeks. But for now, we'll see you next week on Pine Class Preachers. Are we seriously on LinkedIn? Because that seems too business-like for us. (laughs) 